0: Good evening and happy Tuesday. Welcome to Ether Game, WFIU's weekly music trivia show. I'm your host, Mark Chilla. Well, it's spring break here on the campus of Indiana University, although if you look at the calendar, first day of spring is actually still a week away. But nevertheless, we're getting into the spring spirit this week with a show all about spring that we're calling Spring Fever. Since it's spring break after all, We decided that the students shouldn't be the only ones taking a respite from their work and possibly a sojourn down to Florida. That's right, our friendly phone volunteers are also taking a spring break this week. That means tonight is a silent game. I know, I know, you're ready to spring into action, but we won't be taking your calls tonight, so please just play along at home. But don't worry, hope still springs eternal, because we'll still have some hints each round. And we'll also have some bonus questions for those seeking an additional trivia challenge. Round number eight will be an especially difficult selection, the dreaded Super Stumper round. This round may take a spring out of your step, but unfortunately our reservoir of hints has sprung a leak. So you're on your own. Now without further ado, we hope you're full of the joys of spring because here comes our first springtime selection. For round number one of our Spring Fever episode, here's your hint. A good icebreaker. A good icebreaker. And for your bonus question, each of the four concertos in this set is accompanied by a poem. Who is the most likely author of that poem? Remember, no calls tonight, just play along at home. Good luck. La Primavera, or Spring from the Four Seasons, by Antonio Vivaldi. We just heard the first and the third movement from that concerto. Guidon Kramer was the violinist, along with the London Symphony Orchestra, led by Claudio Abbado. Springtime is upon us, thus begins the poem that opens the first of Vivaldi's famous Four Seasons concertos. It continues, quote, The birds celebrate her return with festive song, and murmuring streams are softly caressed by the breezes. Thunderstorms, those heralds of spring, roar, casting their dark mantle over heaven. Then they die away to silence, and the birds take up their charming songs once more." In the original publication of the Four Seasons, a sonnet was printed alongside each concerto. Although the author of the sonnet was not credited in the original publication, scholars have good reason to think that it might have been Vivaldi himself. Specific indications printed in the score let the performers know what's happening in the quote-unquote plot of the piece. Singing birds, sudden thunderstorms, and rustic bagpipes all appear directly in the manuscript. Moving on to our second round of our Spring Fever episode tonight, and here's your hint for round number two. Camberwell Green. Camberwell Green. And for your bonus question, this tune was adapted into a Tin Pan Alley song in 1909. Can you name the composer of that Tin Pan Alley adaptation? Again, we're celebrating spring break this week, so please just play along at home. Good luck. Music by Felix Mendelssohn. We just heard his Song Without Words, Op. 62, No. 6, often referred to as his Spring Song. That was Misha Maisky, the cellist in that performance, accompanied on the piano by Sergio Tiempo. Mendelssohn's Songs Without Words includes eight volumes with six pieces each, composed over a wide period of the composer's life. The pieces were intended primarily for amateurs, as the piano became a dominant fixture of the 19th century home. This particular song without words, Opus 62, No. 6, became one of Mendelssohn's most enduring melodies. Today, it's primarily known as Spring Song, although it also goes by the name Camberwell Green, after the location in London where Mendelssohn composed the song. In 1931, the melody served as the backing track to a short animated film by the Chinese-American animator named Sai Young. That film caught the attention of Walt Disney, and as a result, Disney hired Young to help with the design for his very first feature-length film called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mendelssohn's Spring Song was also admired by other tunesmiths, It was adapted in the 1909 Tin Pan Alley song called That Mesmerizing Mendelssohn Tune by Irving Berlin. On to round number three. Spring Fever is our episode tonight. It is a silent game tonight, so we're not taking your calls. Your hint for round number three Springtime in Vienna. Springtime in Vienna. And for your bonus question, this standalone piece is sometimes inserted into what other work by this composer? Let's see if you can figure this one out at home. Good luck. <music> Thank <music> you. The Voices of Spring Waltz by Johann Strauss Jr. That was Soprano Natalie Dessay performing along with the Berlin Symphony Orchestra. Mikhail Schoenwandt was the conductor. In the 1870s, Johann Strauss II, the so-called Waltz King of Vienna, began to ignore the musical genre that made him king in favor of the operetta. The idea came from theater directors of Vienna, who turned to Strauss, the best-known Viennese composer, to provide them with some new productions. At the time, it was Jacques Offenbach who was the king of the Viennese stage. But the rights to perform Offenbach's works came at an extortionate price. So Strauss began composing operettas, premiering 14 operettas in Vienna over the next several decades. While he never fully abandoned writing waltzes during this time, his waltzes became increasingly intertwined with his operettas. Many of Strauss's late waltzes were based on his operetta themes, and this particular late waltz, "The Voices of Spring Waltz," was written with an optional soprano melody. It's sometimes even inserted as a showpiece in Strauss's opera Deflater Mouse. Spring Fever is our theme tonight, and we're moving on to round number four. Here's your hint for this fourth round. Shake it off. Shake it off. And for your bonus question, can you name the original choreographer of this ballet? Can you name the original choreographer of this ballet? This is our teaser selection. You may have heard a clip of this piece during one of our promos this week, but we're not taking any calls tonight. Our phone volunteers are on spring break, so see if you can figure this one out on your own. Good luck. Music by Aaron Copeland. That was two movements, called Very Slowly and Allegro, from his ballet Appalachian Spring, the New York Philharmonic performing led by Leonard Bernstein. Appalachian Spring was the third of Aaron Copland's great American ballets, and the first written for famed choreographer Martha Graham. Copeland did not know the plot of the ballet when he began to work on it, but simply knew that Graham wanted something with an American theme. Originally called Ballet for Martha, the ballet ended up being about a group of shakers who were a religious sect in Pennsylvania in the 19th century, known for their simple furniture design. The ballet is set during their springtime celebrations after building a farmhouse for a young married couple. The original ballet music from 1943 was for a chamber ensemble of 13 musicians, in 1945, Copland excised about 10 minutes of the ballet to create an orchestral suite for both chamber ensemble and for full orchestra. It wasn't until 1954, at the request of conductor Eugene Ormandy, that Copland decided to orchestrate the full ballet for full orchestra. Let's take a quick break. You are listening to WFIU Bloomington, bringing you musical fun and frustration on Tuesday nights since 1971. Production support for Ethergame comes from listeners just like you. Don't forget to check out the Ether Game website, wfiu.org ethergame, where you can hear the teaser for next week's show on our weekly three-minute music quiz podcast. Also on our website, you can browse playlists from all of our games, connect to us on Facebook or Twitter, or just let us know how we're doing. I'm Mark Chilla, and you're listening to Ether Game, WFIU's Weekly Music Trivia Show. Welcome back to Ether Game. Our theme tonight is Spring Fever, looking at some music for spring, because it's spring break here on the campus of Indiana University. We're moving on to round number five, your hint for this fifth round. How the other half lives. How the other half lives. And for your bonus question, this composer used a special term to describe his adaptation of a traditional dance form. What was the term that he used? Our phone answers are away this week taking their own spring break, so do your best to try to figure out this piece on your own at home. Good luck. Thank you. Astor Piazzolla and the Four Seasons of Buenos Aires. We heard the third movement called Spring or Primavera Porteña. Violinist Lara St. John was the performer along with the Simon Bolivar Youth Orchestra led by Eduardo Marturet. Although later assembled into a single suite, the four movements which make up Piazzolla's Four Seasons of Buenos Aires were all originally written as separate works. Spring in Buenos Aires was written in the mid-1960s, when Piazzolla's music was still not universally accepted in his home country. Many conservative music fans were highly suspicious of his attempts to fuse the tango with jazz and Western classical music. According to the composer, his music was so unpopular that he occasionally even had difficulty getting taxis to stop for him. Although Bossa Nova, a similar adaptation of traditional dance music, had recently taken off in Brazil, Piazzolla's Tango Nuevo, or New Tango, was only belatedly accepted. Although Piazzolla's Spring was not intended as a direct homage to Vivaldi, he does make reference to Vivaldi's famous Four Seasons by quoting the Fall Concerto in Spring. The seasons are, after all, reversed. In the Southern Hemisphere. <music> On to round number six of Ether Game Tonight. Spring Fever is our theme for spring break this week, and your hint for round number six A Minor Third Bird. A Minor Third Bird. And for your bonus question, this composer spent part of his early career in America. Can you tell us where he worked in America? Now see if you can figure this one out at home. Good luck. Music by composer Frederick Delius. That was his work called On Hearing the First Cuckoo in Spring, the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields performing led by Sir Neville Mariner. On Hearing the First Cuckoo in Spring, an ode to the familiar springtime minor third call of the cuckoo, was composed in 1912, and it's one of Delius's most popular works. Although it seems clear that Dilius's idyllic tone poem celebrates an encounter with nature in spring, where this spring is actually taking place is, well, debatable. The Yorkshire-born-and-raised composer is often considered an English composer, although his national identity is much harder to pin down. Born to German parents, Delius studied music in Germany and eventually settled in Paris for much of his life. He even lived in Florida for a while, after taking a managerial position for a family-run orange plantation in Florida. Being a citizen of the world meant his musical influences were equally varied, drawing from Debussy, Wagner, and Edvard Grieg. Onto our seventh round tonight. Spring Fever is our theme this evening on Ether Game. And your hint: sweeter than roses. Sweeter than roses. And for your bonus question: while the composer was in the process of writing this piece, he was interrupted by another project. What was the name of that project that interrupted him? Our phone volunteers are on spring break this week, so we're not taking your calls, but do play along at home. Good luck.
1: The merry cuckoo, messenger of spring, his trumpet shrill hath thrice already sounded. That warns all lovers, wait upon the king. Who now is coming forth with God. of the choir of birds resounded Their anthem sweet divided of love's praise that all the woods their echoes back rebounded As if they knew the meaning On her race, no word was heard of her, at most it ought. But she his precepts proudly disobeys, and doth his idle message set at naught. Echo, oh love, unless she turn to thee, i Let's
0: The Spring Symphony by Benjamin Britten. We heard the Merry Cuckoo and Spring the Sweet Spring. The Philharmonia Orchestra was performing, as well as the Monteverdi Choir, led by John Elliott Gardner. In 1949, Benjamin Britten was struggling to complete a commission for Serge Kusevitsky, the conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Entitled Spring Symphony, this work was not a symphony in the traditional sense— Rather, it was a collection of songs using texts from various poets, including John Milton, Edmund Spencer, William Blake, and W. H. Auden. Britton experienced a great deal of what he referred to as doubts and miseries while in the process of completing this work. It's not surprising, then, that the struggling composer was thrilled to be interrupted by another project called Let's Make an Opera. Let's Make an Opera was characterized as an entertainment for young people and included four songs for the audience to sing. The first two acts are a play describing the creation of the opera, while the third act was the opera itself, titled The Little Sweep. Benjamin Britten found this work restorative and he was able to complete his Spring Symphony soon afterwards. Spring Fever is our theme tonight here on Ether Game, and we're moving on to round number eight. Here it is, folks. It's our dreaded Super Stumper round. No hints this round, just do your best to name this especially difficult composer. Good luck with our Super Stumper. Music by Ned Roram. That was the first movement called the Obad from his piece called Spring Music. The Beaux-Arts Trio was performing that work by Ned Roram. Ned Roram, born in Richmond, Indiana, has lived two parallel artistic lives. On the one hand, he's the Juilliard-trained Pulitzer Prize-winning composer known for his 500-plus songs, 10 operas, and countless other works. On the other hand, he's the famed essayist, whose published diaries have given readers an inside look at the often licentious lifestyle of the contemporary creative artist, his travels, and the celebrated people he met along the way. Roram has commented that fans of his literature are often not even aware of his music, and vice versa. His diaries were originally presented as a kind of series— There was the Paris Diary, followed by the New York Diary. Spring music, written for the Beaux-Arts Trio in 1991, also comes from a larger series of sorts, which includes other seasonal works like The End of Summer and Winter Pages. Moving on to our final round this evening, Spring Fever is our theme tonight, And your hint for round number nine. Probably better for next month. Probably better for next month. And for your bonus question, the composer of this popular tune once wrote a ballet for what famous ballet company? Again, we're not taking any calls tonight. Our phone volunteers are on spring break, so play along at home. Good luck.
2: One more time. one more once.
0: Was April in Paris, performed by Count Basie and his orchestra, a work by Vernon Duke. Yip Harburg was the lyricist of April in Paris, and he had actually never been to Paris when he was asked to write the words of this tune. Instead, he went to a travel agency and picked up a few Parisian brochures for inspiration. The composer Vernon Duke, however, had been to Paris. In fact, he had a whole career in Paris before becoming a Broadway composer. Vernon Duke was born Vladimir Dukelsky in Russia, where he studied composition with Reinhold Gliere at the Kiev Conservatory. Prior to delving into the realm of popular music, Vernon Duke, or Vladimir Dukowski, had composed a piano concerto for Anton Rubinstein and had a ballet commissioned by Sergei Diaghilev at the Ballet Russe in Paris the same ballet company that premiered works by Stravinsky and Debussy. Shortly thereafter, Vladimir Dukalski settled in New York. It was there that he Americanized his name, becoming Vernon Duke. That was at the suggestion of composer Jakob Gershewitz, better known to us as George Gershwin. All right, gamers, we are spring chickens, no more. Time for us to sign off. We'll be back taking your calls next week. Join us for Zenith, when the Ethergame Brain Trust explores composers at the top of their game. Ethergame is written and produced by the Ethergame Brain Trust. That's Christopher Burris and myself. Our executive producer is John Bailey. For WFIU's Ethergame, I'm Mark Chilla. Thanks for listening, and have a great night. Thank you.